that's a growler. Hello again, and welcome back to the Rockbiter Week on the NeverEnding Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and overemphasize the movie The NeverEnding Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. I'm Tierney Steele, who would like to put in a plug for Nighthob Week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, call me biased, but Rockbiter's my man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And our woman this week is Crystal Bath. Hi, I'm your woman. <laughs> What a segue. That was awesome. Yeah, good job. I was I was 100% ready for it. <laughs> we did it, guys! <laughs> well, welcome to Wednesday. We've made it halfway through the week. Thanks for coming back again, Crystal. Oh my gosh, an absolute pleasure. We made it to Wednesday, guys. We're, we're going to get through this week, and what a week it is. <laughs> Let's see. Today is Wednesday, which means we are going to be talking about Minute 17 of The NeverEnding Story which starts with us learning that the nothing is in the South too, and ends 60 seconds later with everyone preparing to rush to the ivory tower. I love this minute. <laughs> so my uh, first note is just the plot thickens. <laughs> we find yeah. out that this is everywhere and we learn more about what's actually happening in Fantasia and that it's not just a local thing. I think, is this the first time we hear that the land is Fantasia? I think so. In the movie. We've been saying it in our podcast, but I am 90% sure he just said in the Howling Forest. when Bastian just said in the Howling Forest when he started yeah. reading. Right. Now, I seem to remember really confusing Crystal with this on our <laughs> listener society. <laughs> you know oh, gosh, yes. I'm glad you said Ooh. that because it gave us the chance to say what Fantasia was and address that right away. Yeah, because it yeah. didn't even cross my mind that somebody might be confused about it and you like opened that window up for me like, oh, I guess I better make this more clear. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't not. So wait, what was it? I didn't know that Fantasia was the land. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's the Disney movies. And you were like, it's the what Disney is, movie. What, what movie are you doing? Yeah, because I told you, I was like, I was like, tell us about your memories of Fantasia. And you're like, wait a minute. That's not what we were talking about a second ago. Now, yeah. Look, that's it, right. That's right. I was trying to figure out how, how that came around. Yeah. And I was like, I remember the tall mountain demon guy with all the booby demons. <laughs> I was going to say, if people in our listener society really do want to share their memories of the Disney Fantasia movies, Go, go ahead. I'd be happy to talk about them. I loved both of them. It's just that's that's not actually from our movie. <laughs> awesome. Oh, although oh, segue because my first note is I haven't mentioned it recently, but we get another great musical cue. Fantasia yes, music. Oh, yeah. oh, it's all coming together now. I love. As a kid, I really appreciated when like characters had late motifs or there was always this noise associated with the same thing and we don't get that as much in this movie but we do definitely get these musical cues like this is creepy this is scary this is light and nice i wrote yeah. down cue intensity music exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned it also being the night album minute. let's take a minute and talk some more about his makeup because we get some <gasps> awesome close-ups here on him Oh. And they put so much work into his look. Like, nothing nothing falls away from it being this close. Yeah. 
his teeth are amazing, his earring sticking out, the way they have his hairstyle with all the little junk in his hair. Like, it is perfect to me. Yeah, and his uh, his facial expressions and the way everything moves, and it's very cool. Although, should he have been chewing on his beef jerky with his teeth in such rough shape? Maybe that's why his teeth are, like that's, teeth that's are in that. such rough no, shape. No, I just, you, you gave the shout out to the makeup department, and I am giving the shout out to Tilo Pruckner. Is that how we decided to pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. He is so great. And we had this whole argument on whether his voice is dubbed or if that's him. And it doesn't matter because he is killing it in this minute. Yeah. Those snissy do are so, like, good. I'll say I could not find any information on voice dubbing for that character. I think he did it. It doesn't look like anyone else did. He looks like one of those really good character actors. And he's actually a pretty dapper, handsome old man. Right. Well, was. I don't know. Did he pass away? I don't know. No, he's alive. (laughs) Woo. Oh, it's so good. And and I I keep contrasting his acting with Deep Royce in this scene. And it's not fair because they're both awesome. And I I really enjoy them both. But man, is Tilo so much better at this transition from listening to the story, sharing our stories. Now here's what we need to go do. Now I wonder how much work goes into that for Tilo. Like I know a lot of actors will sit there and they'll sit in front of a mirror and play with their face to see how to make certain expressions and whatnot. And I wonder how different that is having all this makeup on. Did he have to repractice to get the certain looks that he wanted or his natural facial expressions actually just transferring through in the makeup? Well, I uh, I have done a couple shows where you ha- I had heavy prosthetics on my face, and it's it, it kind of goes hand in hand, where you get cast in that role because of what you can do with your face, but then the second you get makeup on and you see what your face looks like, you're able to get into that character so much more. Like the fact that he's remembering to whenever he sniffs, his tongue goes through of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And his nose, like, every time his nose goes up, his tongue goes in. It's the same thing. He has that suspicious eye. He's doing so much work with his face that without the makeup, he'd probably look pretty similar. But having those cheekbones and that nose and the black lips. Eyebrows. Yeah. It's it's so cool. So having all that stuff on your face... It, is it harder to move your face in those ways, or is it odd that he's able to have such facial expressions with that much prosthetics on his face? Well, if they're done right, if they're put on your face correctly, they move with the way your skin goes, like the way your skin would normally be. So if you see when he starts moving, the cheek is connected so well to his eyes and nose that everything looks like it's still moving organically. I don't think he had to go any harder than he would have with the prosthetics on. I mean, off. Right. Yeah, there's a little bit more motion that you like a little bit more, a little stronger, but I think that he could have pulled up the same face without the prosthetics. The movement that impresses me the most, I think, is when he kind of curls his nose up, like, like uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but <laughs> there's a, a divot where his nose and his cheek meet, and he pulls the up right there and it's it really amazes me that he can do that with that stuff on his face like when he lifts his lip up and his nose kind of yeah 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 Yeah, that's exactly the part i was looking at when i was uh talking about it because it is so cool and it's even just on that one side like he can separate the sides it's not like both are doing it at once when he tries to move it Mm -hmm. yeah 
really impressive. Oh. Yeah, and he was youngish in this, right? That's what is he? Nineteen forty. He was born. I mean, he was oldish. Sorry, I didn't mean to say youngish. Fortyish. Oldish. Yeah. Wow. No. Ooh. Forty-four. Sorry. If you want a treat, just Google Tilo Pruckner, and you get. He's said a dapper gentleman. That first picture is just so like. Hello. <laughs> That's yeah. The same description. That my name still is gave. Tilo Pruckner. Yeah. He. Uh, the, I think it's the second one in, if you Google his name. Is him young? Oh, Hello. Yeah. Hi. Now I'm going to have to look. I was yeah. trying to and avoid all it, the but... related pictures are either Nighthob or him in his 70s at least. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Sorry. I'm very distracted now. I know this makes for great audio as we all Google. Right. That's what editing's for. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was curious because I don't think I've seen... Other than, like, his little IMDb thumbnail thing. I didn't go further. I was just making sure I got the spelling right on his name. Yeah, he's he's good at his job. So we were talking about Deep Roy's acting here, and I don't know how, how it happens, but somehow he ends up sitting down again really quickly. I don't know if that's <laughs> continuity error or if, if maybe he just decided to sit down for a second, but he pops right back up instantly, and when he does... The sound editing makes it sound like he actually hits Hob or Night Hob, hmm. but it doesn't look like he does. It looks like he's just surprising him, but there's like a sound smack in there. So I'm not sure if he was supposed to be hitting him or if it was just supposed to be surprise. I didn't hear that, but I will absolutely bow to your <laughs> superior ears and hearing on this show, as we've many times said. No, I was too distracted because I want to know who put him in charge. Yeah. These two act like they've been friends forever. And when you read the book, you know, they just met. Yes, and they said they're from different places. Met. They don't know each other. <laughs> but I do love when they do the shushing thing, when they both start to talk at the same time and Teeny Weeny shushes the night hub and then uh-huh. speaks for them. Can you not absolutely he's here? I started to say see, but I've only ever heard them. Pete and Alex from Star Wars Minute doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like starting to talk and say like shush. that's pretty funny i was trying to figure out like who would be teeny weeny and who would be nighthawk oh my gosh they both have aspects of each yeah i'll I'll just put that out into everyone's ears so that when you are bored on the commute to work you too can wonder (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and all of a sudden teeny weeny is from boston because he can't talk normally yeah, you can see it. And the more I watch this, the more I'm like, he didn't say any of these lines. He's totally <laughs> mouthing it. Well, and we did. No, I mean, they knew when they were filming this, it was going to be in English and German. So even when they were saying it, e- even if you were speaking in your language, like, oh, they're going to use my voice for that. You know, it's going to be dubbed in another language. Right. Like from the word go. So I don't know if right. that anything to do with it but you're it's just it's really throwing me off and it doesn't match and it's so confusing and <laughs> but he looks so good and he i don't know now crystal you're from boston right i'm from rhode island okay close enough. I, I know that um tyranny and i have had conversations about your accent and hers being very similar Northeast, right? (laughs) Northeast. So I am originally from Norwalk, Connecticut, which is a suburb of New York City. Right. And now I've lived in Boston for almost a decade. So you've got the dual dual accent going. Well, 
I don't think I talk like I'm from Boston, but my mother does. And I don't think I have any New York until I ask my husband for coffee and he bursts into laughter. I so, don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> granted, I don't think I talk funny either. But I don't hear, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't hear... I would definitely think you're from the Northeast because you talk very fast, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I also just can't hear accents. But yeah, I can hear what you're talking about in the minute. Yeah. You I, guys uh, do both say button the same way. Oh my God. And Wait, it's say like it? the mad. I say button and you guys both say button. Can you say it? Button. Button. See? You we guys, don't number you, Thomas. You guys skip the T's completely. You like B-U-H-I-N. Button. I just love, Chris, like, you have to understand, before we even started recording our podcast, Thomas and I talked a bunch <laughs> of times to make sure like we didn't hate each other, it turned out. Yeah. And whenever I say button, it is like, was it Pee Wee's Playhouse with the magic word of the day thing where like <laughs> sirens blare? Because he would just, I he'd just hear him laughing hysterically and then really quietly button <laughs> that's like alex with robots oh my gosh the robots <laughs> yep oh, oh, voices man. are awesome oh voices. accents are cool yeah yeah well, i have the really bad habit of picking up so i watched a lot of movies growing up and i am a little bit of a frustrated actress i have a feeling for the rest of my life uh-huh. and if i listen to it used to be if i just watched a movie now i have to have a little bit more than just two hours, I will start to pick up inflections, speech patterns, things like that. My best friend when I was in college was from Swindon, England. And by the end of the summer, we would have come up with our own accent that was the two of us meeting in the middle of a British and a Northeast accent. And I have to be careful if I'm recording this podcast after listening to other Movies by Minutes podcasts, I will start to talk like... Tom Taylor or oh, yeah. Jim O'Kay. And I realized when I first was writing out my little, you know, the minute starts with and ends with, I have to be careful because I'll write jokes that are really funny if those guys read them. But then I remember that I have to read them. <laughs> and I am not a man, like, a decade older than I am. So I don't get to make the dad jokes on this podcast. That's, That's my all job. <laughs> I like them. I like the good dad jokes. Uh, but yeah, I I wouldn't mind if that was his. I would not mind if that was Teeny Weenie's accent. But it absolutely has not been up until this second. Yeah. So the next thing we have is the call to arms. I guess let's get out of here. Let's get going on our big important mission. Um, and we get you mentioned last week, Tierney, about the saddle, and we get a yeah. great look at it here before we uh. take off. This they put a lot of work into this stuff. They really, I mean, the devil's in the details in this movie. They didn't slack off on any of it. They, I mean, there's a little curl on the saddle, and this is obviously not used for anything but this set. Yeah, and it's like they, they uh, it's when they take the care to show that something's loved for and utilized, and clearly, he spent a lot of money on the saddle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which makes you see that this is a big deal in his life. It's, and he and, loves that snail. Yeah. And if you see a little wear and tear on it. It's not perfect. It's not pristine. It looks like it's used. They're best friends. I want a best friend snail. Oh. I I do have a problem with this, though. Okay. 
It was midnight in the howling forest. <laughs> I'm gonna keep coming back to that. Why do you say that? It's the middle of the night. Oh, and they're deciding to go running off and doing their thing? We yeah. have to leave right now. I already was critiquing that they were settling in for a snack, and you're like, well, maybe they just reached the campsite. You know, they're they're chilling around the fire. You know, the bats already fallen asleep. Everyone else is just eating a little nosh yeah. before dinner. And all of a sudden, we must leave right now! Hey, when nothing's coming for you and the biggest man in your life is, or that you've ever met is like, I'm scared <laughs> of this thing. Can you please get it out of here? I just want it to, <laughs> to, to, to stop. They wake up the bat, and that's one more detail I wanted to focus on for just a second. They went to the time, they put the time in to make his handholds different colors, like where it's got wear and tear, where his hands are holding up on all the time to this bar. Like, it's discolored. Like, that's amazing to me that they cared that much. Like, oh, yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't all still be the same color. He holds on to it all the time. Right. Guys, I hate to gush and be that podcaster, but this movie is so good. I love the this movie. The bat is a hang glider. I'm yeah. actually finding that I it's love this so more nice. going through minute by minute and seeing all these details that I probably never noticed before. Isn't that uh, the best? You think it, that you're not going to enjoy it anymore, and I am more than happy to watch my movies by minute movie over and over oh. again. Like, this is great. This is such a great minute. It's such a, so much adventure. Like we're got, we're going guys. Yeah. And I listened to Indiana Jones minute. And of course, all I can think of are the false vampire bats. When the bat spreads <laughs> its wings like that. And I said, Oh, oh what a pretty bird. Yep. What about these wings? Oh my goodness. Oh, it's so cool. It is one of the coolest shots. I can't oh. tell what material they use for those, but it's insane. This is, this is the bats hero shot. It really <laughs> is. And it's still asleep. Oh, God. It's so great. It looks like what... So, I I don't know if other places have them, but in New York, we always have these holiday bazaars, and they have these leather books that have, like, crazy designs on the front made out of leather. I feel like it looks like what that's made out of, but before they uh, mold it into the, the solid shape, which is very, very specific, and I... We'll be okay if no one knows what I'm talking about. Well, we happen to have a book expert with us. I don't know if you know this, but Tierney's a librarian. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's more leather, but it's it's kind of shiny. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost like those blankets they use for astronauts, you know, the like silvery, oh, shiny blankets. Oh, the marathon blankets. runners? The Mylar right. blanket? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do I have one of those? It's kind of become a joke of what can what embarrassing thing can we get Tierney to do? Like and post a picture on Facebook of her <laughs> trying to awesome. do. I I don't know if I have any Myler blankets with me though. I haven't run a half in a really long while. But yeah, those are. I guess you're right, but it looks more substantial than those because those are super thin. That's why it's yeah. amazing and sciency that they're so warm. But this, I don't know. Well, one of the hard parts about this this era, this time frame of the movie is that we don't know the size of the or the scope of the people or, or the sets we're looking at. Like, I don't know if this is a human sized person hanging upside down or if it's a miniature or if it's something larger so that they could get the right effect. And yeah, the movie magic really gets to me here. I can't differentiate between the actual sizes anymore. Yeah, we don't have a, the making of encyclopedia to kind yeah. of look at. There were no extra DVD features on the <laughs> DVD. I know. It's, I loved when I got the Blu-ray and they were like, why? I was like, because I love this movie. And there's literally nothing. Spe like, there's no special features. My, 
husband's getting all these, you know, Wes Anderson movie criterion collections. And I'm like, yeah, you understand. <laughs> well, sorry, I, so, yeah. I kind of guess it's a puppet, but I am basing that on my gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's a puppet. Although that doesn't answer the size of the puppet. Question. Right. We still don't know if that's like the one that they used the young off of or if it's just a miniature they used. But I can go on just seeing it and enjoying it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a, uh, I mean, honestly, it's such a quick, a quick change that it looks like it's different than the one he, it looks like there's a man in there actually upside down doing the work. Like, I don't think that that's a puppet. I think it's a person in a man suit. I th- tend I mean, to agree a, a as well. A person in a bat suit. <laughs> <laughs> a person in a man suit. I'm not going to look because if I see the person inside the bat, I'm going to have nightmares. Well, it even looks like there's a speedo on it. I know it's not it's not no. what it is, but no, you can see the arms move with the. I'm like trying to watch it frame by frame. Uh... But I don't I'm think it's make a, the noise not, of discomfort. Uh, it's like there's an upper torso of a real person, but the legs don't fit as a regular person's legs. I feel like what it is though is that they're blackened out. Like it's just the mm-hmm. knees and that that uh, piece of wood they put at knee level. Yeah. To mm-hmm. make it look smaller, but then the sides are slimmed out using camera magic with shadows and color. I am glad that they didn't skimp out and, and do the whole filming upside down to make it look like he's upside down. You can tell he's actually upside down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the way, yeah. the way the the bat wings hang down. Yeah. His back must feel so good, though. <laughs> oh, and I don't remember what that's called, nice, but it's pretty funny. This bat has had a nice long rest through this whole story. Oh, yeah. yeah. You would think he'd be plenty arrested for whatever's to come. (laughs) But that's That's another another story. story. And it shall be told at another time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.